This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams, and I am so happy to be joined by Miss Barb Waters today. How are you? Hi, Eric. I'm good. Thank you. you. I'm well. And thank you for coming over to the uh, VVP offices on a chilly day. Nice to have you here. My pleasure. (laughs) And uh, so it's always fun to, uh, I I like to set the stage, you know, let people know where we're at. So we're sitting here at my bistro uh, having a conversation, and uh, I'm really excited to have this conversation and really dig into all the things you do because, like I said, you've been a a part of VVP for so long, all these different classes, all these different pieces, and uh, I want to see how all these pieces fit together. So owner, uh, facilitator, uh, of Peak Business Management. How long has that been going on? Oh, Peak's been around since 2015. Okay. And in the Valley, uh, wow, I think we've gone back maybe 10 years yeah. here as well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And when did you get involved? Um, I got involved in Peak from, do you mean with Peak or VVP? Well, either, to be oh, honest. Okay. Let's start with Peak, yeah. Well, I founded Peak in 2015, mm-hmm. and my purpose was just to fill gaps that really I, I saw. Um, we are more of a niche provider. So in other words, individuals who are looking for training, a lot of times if you aren't working for a big organization that has a, a training, uh, like a training department, yeah. it can be tough to figure out where to go for training. You can go online. You can go to some of the really big sites, LinkedIn, Udemy, mm-hmm. but we're face-to-face or Zoom, which I also call face-to-face. It is now. Yeah, and so we're a little bit more personalized, and we offer a lot of support. I like that. As uh, you know, obviously, this is the Partnership Podcast, and we're thinking about uh, the valley here and so forth as we look at uh, our valley, and uh, and so many, so many employers are talking about how do I provide a little bit more of this for my employees, a little bit more education, a little more project management, and so this is where you're able to step in. Yes, project management is our specialty, and our group of instructors have all been practitioners too. So in our careers, we've been project managers. Some of us, us, like myself, fell into project management, which means that we were already doing it and we didn't know it. (laughs) Talk about that fall for you, because I'm always interested in that and and how people came to be. So, you know, pre-2015, what were you doing and how did you fall into it? Absolutely. So prior to 2015, I had a few very big project-oriented roles. So I worked in in Florida at the time at the Department of Transportation. So SunPass, if you know the toll system. Yes, yes. And they were going digital. So you didn't pull over and pay with change, you know, try to find change under your seat or something <laughs> to pay for your tolls. It went digital and you'd preload your transponder. And so as things were going digital, they needed somebody to run that project and, and the support of the customers who would be using the product. And then here in Colorado, with the um, the judicial branch of government, I got involved in the paperless system in the courts. So e-filing, e-service, again, taking something that used to be tangible, paper, and bringing it digital and running the 
the support of the customers who would be using that system. Awesome. So that's what I did. That's really cool. Well, I knew you had a background in management, but I didn't know those two specific examples are very uh, interesting and yeah. uh, two that I've used before, yes. you know, trying yeah. to get the change out to go through the terminals and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. So then that leads you into uh, to starting this business and to yes. realizing like there are other people who need this uh, these same type of skills that you're bringing to some of these larger uh, organizations. Yes. Uh, what my step, my official step into project management was when somebody mentioned that there was actually a certification that I could get and it would help expand my career opportunities. And so I did study and pass the certification um, and I am now a PMP. And But what I experienced was different than a, what I think a person should experience when they go through a certification. Yeah. So in my case, I went to Denver I sat in the conference room of a hotel with 15 strangers who were also taking this exam. And our instructor flew in, and then after the training, they flew out. And I had no phone number to call, nobody to ask questions to, you know, what what do I do now? What if I have test anxiety or something? And so that's when we decided to form Peak because we knew that when somebody is trying to train and then they go back to work and they try to apply this thing, that's when the questions come, yeah. not in the classroom always. Yes. yes. So we needed to provide the bookends, you know, before training, during, and after to make sure the support continues. Yeah. Well, I, I have been in those conference rooms, in those hotels before, and it, it's yeah. drinking from the fire hose, and yes. you're trying to take as copious of notes as possible. But you're right, and then that moment is over. So this is the extension of that, of that training and really uh, getting you to, giving you the chance to ask those questions and dig in. Exactly. That's what we're here for. So it's a full support system, not just instruction in the classroom. Let's talk about project management as, uh, and define this and then define it against what you were sharing with me right before we started was the idea of agile project management. So I want to talk about what the difference is between those two and get the definition for those people wondering. Sure. So traditional project management is when you have a plan and you execute the plan and you kind of have an idea of what the end result will be. And and then that how that works in life what one percent of the time no, I'm exactly that's and and exactly and so in the past maybe ten years or more but more and more what we're seeing is that between the planning and the execution you're you know like you said on paper it looks great right sure. but then there's the reality the context of our technology advancing so quickly and digital disruptions. So what happens is we have a plan and before we even get a chance to execute the plan, we're already experiencing change. So the point of Agile is to adapt and to take a different approach to projects than we used to, where we had more of a stagnant or stable environment for our projects. Today, we just don't, and that's okay, but we need to adapt our approach accordingly. So what we'll do is we'll take a little bit of work and we'll plan for maybe just the next two weeks or the next month. Now, we still have a high-level idea of what we're doing, of course, Um, and so it's not chaos, but what we do is we're trying to create tangible milestones that, okay, what can we do in just the next two weeks? And then let's meet again, and let's also meet incrementally. Let's talk a lot. So Agile has more transparency, 
it's it has more visibility with our stakeholders because they hear from us more often. Yeah. You know, if you're maybe in the past, maybe you were building a house or, or something like that's just an example. You'd have the plan, the builder, here's what you want. And then they don't really invite you in until the end, like the ta-da moment yeah. at the end. Well, if you can imagine the ta-da moment, the big reveal, and what if you're disappointed or or you had two different ideas of what was being created, that's a lot of uh, either dissatisfaction, disappointment, rework maybe. Yeah. With Agile, we don't have as much of that because we're checking in a lot more often with our customers and our team members. And it, it helps that end result, but uh, but also the path along the way. Because I imagine those people that uh, are not using Agile project management, when those first supply chain issues, whether it be construction or whatever it be, those first things start to fall, that's when projects die. Yes. When people decide to abandon them and uh, and change the whole game. Yes. Or you have projects, and, and I guess if it's okay to name names, I mean, we had a really big project failure, uh, you could call it, which was the VA hospital that was built just outside of Denver, where the budget and the timeline got so out of control that it wasted a lot of taxpayer money. And so what happened is just a few years ago, the federal government passed a law that said any taxpayer projects you know, that are beyond a certain budget have to be run by a certified project manager. Wow, good. So, it, yeah, I think that <laughs> that, it's that waste. In that direction, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's going in the right in the right direction for sure. And with Agile, what we're doing is just we're taking it a step further and saying, okay, yeah, it's great to have our projects led by a project manager, but it's not top down anymore either. It's collaborative. So that's another really big change between agile and traditional project management. There's a lot more collaboration and ownership by the team. Nice. Yeah. I imagine one of the things that would, uh, if I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a business owner, gosh, I do have a couple of projects I'd like to do, but this mm-hmm. person or these folks, they don't know my business. They've never been a part of the flower business as I look across the street right now. Yes. Uh, and so does project management work across all spectrums and all sectors? Is this Are these uh, lessons that we can use, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, universally? Yes. So project management... You said yes really quick right there. I like that. Yeah. That like, yes. <laughs> it's affirmative. Yes. Um, and the reason I say that is because when I mentioned that I fell into project management, a lot of us are already project managers. If you are planning a family reunion, a road trip, Whatever it is that you're doing, you are project managing. And so it doesn't really matter if, like you said, if it's a flower shop, if it's a construction company, if you are fully digital. So for instance, maybe you are training like we do, and that's your business. So everything you do has customers that you you go on Zoom with, or it's a service-based product, not, not a tangible product, it, it applies because we're talking about more about principles and a philosophy and not just, okay, this is step A, everybody does it this way. This is step B, you have to do it that way. You can determine your way of working with your team and then the, that will guide your practices. 
So it doesn't start with process. It starts with people. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. It starts with people. You know what it makes me think of right now is the, the biggest project I'm on, I believe, is raising teenagers oh, at this yeah, moment. Can I use project <laughs> management, uh, you know, some of the same philosophies? You, all I would say is you just have a maybe more challenging stakeholders in oh, your there project. We go. There we go. And the need for agility is even more so. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, this online resource uh, that, yeah. that people can take advantage of so one one thing that I just have fallen in love with when it comes to agile is this product by the project management Institute so they in 2019 they acquired something called disciplined agile disciplined agile is such a perfect entry into agile for somebody who has never experienced it before and it gives you almost a roadmap or a toolkit that you can use that guides your decisions so the resource is digital it's online it's called dabrowser.pmi.org and you can go to the da browser and a lot of times it's helpful to take a little tutorial about how to use the browser. But essentially, let's say that your team has a decision point to make. And you either are at a point of growing your team or maybe you're looking at improving your quality. You use the DA browser and you find that particular goal that you have, a process goal, and you have a decision point and it gives you choices, options. It's like a map. If you, you know, for, for those of us who remember the old map that you keep in the back of your car. I thought you were going to say choose your own adventure. And I was going to say, I remember that too. I remember that as well. Yes, exactly. You're basically at a crossroads and you have to make a decision, but there's more than one way to get there. And so the DA browser helps you to decide which direction you need to take and there is no right way so earlier we were talking about best practices is yes. not a word we use anymore I like that yeah. you, you totally blew my mind because I've said that probably three times in the past week and you said no we don't say that oh well I was, tell me why I because I know no, I, I know I want to be better <laughs> <laughs> we use kind of the term good practices yeah. because there is no best way to do things there there is maybe a best way for your team to do it but a good practice is establishing your own way of working and what that looks like for you and your team could be very different than a different department or a different organization. Yep. Yep. I'm steering away from the word best now, but uh, <laughs> not just, you know, not just for semantics, but the idea behind it makes so much sense. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Boy, there are so many different applications as we start to go in. I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time not seeing a business that could benefit from project management in some way. Um, What's the call to action? How do we get to, if people are listening to this and they're like, boy, I really want to digitize my POS. I really want to whatever it may be. Uh, how do they, how do they find you? Yeah. Well, I would suggest um, there are a few directions you can go. PMI.org is the Project Management Institute. That's like drinking from the fire hose. Yes. They have a lot of products. They have a lot of, of, you can kind of get in the rabbit hole a little bit at PMI. The other thing you can do is link up through VVP because we have an offering coming up talking about Disciplined Agile. And so that'll be happening in March. And we're going to go through about 14 hours of training where we go through in depth all the different approaches that you can choose from in Agile and just choose the best way of working for you and your team. 
So we'll be talking about that. I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, that comes with extended guidance and support after training as well. Yeah. 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 It's not a fire hose. It's a nice garden hose. Exactly. And it's watering the flowers of your ideas. And yeah. well, I'm going too far in this no. metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like ChatGPT. Yeah, there we go. I really <laughs> I went off, didn't I? That was my AI talking right there. Uh, thank you. I mean, for all of this information, for all, everything that you do, all the projects you have helped, all the people you have steered, and for the ones that you will in the future, it's a it's a really, really important thing. I mean, I, I, sometimes it's almost a basic instruction manual or having a person beside you in the car saying, hey, I've been here before. Why don't we take this road? Exactly. Uh, and then also that we really do reframe the word failure is not a word we use either because you don't know if something's going to work until you try it. And so adapting and what we call iterating, which really just means try it and try again, is okay. It's a normal part of what we do. It's just better to do it in maybe two-week increments than learning at the end of a two-year project that you needed to do that. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All of this is... Are your wheels turning the same way mine are, all of you out there in podcast world? I know they are. If people want to get in touch with you, if people want to go farther, and especially if they want to uh, learn about the offering that we're partnering on in March uh, with VVP, where are they going to go? I would say the VVP website is a great starting point. We also have a website for Peak. It's peakbusiness.org. And so you can kind of take a look at our team, who we are, our backgrounds. All of our bios are on there and get to know us a little bit. And my recommendation is be incremental, be agile about learning about agile i know that sounds kind of (laughs) no 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 yeah i know you you, yeah you got in a dream within a dream there yeah but just learn a little at a time pick something and and learn about it just a little bit at a time and you know you don't have to go through some big giant um certification or anything like that in order to start benefiting from it immediately I'm going to take it home to my family right now. Some of these philosophies, it's iterations, kids. It's not failures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the kitchen sink is, is going to be many iterations. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for all that you do. And all these uh, things that Barb has talked about, the DA browser, uh, we'll put all those links right in the bottom of this so that you can check it out, uh, including the Peak Business Management and the VVP site so you can go and uh, and be a part of this. Now we have, uh, we're riding the end of the elevator right now with the people I like to say. We've got two more floors, and you have a chance to tell them why would you want to come be a part of uh, of this. This is your pitch oh. right now. Oh, the this is your this is well. I like I almost like to give it as an invitation mm-hmm. to people. You know, people like to be invited, so you get to invite them now. Oh, great! All right. Well, what I would say is, it is so helpful to adapt to change in our environment and not to be scared of it or reject it because it's going to happen. And so it's better to kind of be in the driver's seat a little bit if you can. And so I would recommend that you learn a little bit about Agile, whether it's on your own or through a formal training class. I always say it's nice to learn with others because they ask questions that you might not have thought of and you can kind of bounce ideas off of each other. So if you do have an opportunity to participate in a class that's live with other participants, I would recommend 
doing that. Yeah, I like life better too. It's just my, uh, and especially with something like this, uh, being able to bounce ideas. Oh, that, oh, that. You shared a couple examples with me that I wouldn't have thought of probably just reading the, the descriptions, but it does solidify it in my brain. So. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Eric. Yeah. Our elevator, we're standing in the elevator doors right now, oh. which I appreciate. Yeah. Are you kicking me out? No, we don't have to keep going. It's so much fun to keep talking. Uh, I'm not, uh, I want all of you to get a chance to meet with Barb. Uh, like I said, owner, facilitator. She runs the instructor team over there at Peak Business Management and uh, our guest today on the Partnership Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Eric. It's been a pleasure. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now. And find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.